Saludos charros and welcome back to another episode of Callejón Mariachero. Uh, this is Ernesto Saldaña. I'm Rudy Vega. And I'm Miguel Cervantes. We had Ernesto do the intro this time because Rudy always messes up the... I don't the name of the podcast. Yeah, you did last well, time. Okay. You said it's not always. Channel. It's not always. It was just once. But we do want to make a correction. We want to say sorry to our fans. Um, our ten fun. fans. Oh, yes, our, <laughs> our, our yes, seguidores. Este, but no, it is El Callejón Mariachero. But again, thank you very much for tuning in and listening to us. It's great to have you all back with us. Um, it, today is Wednesday. It's actually Ash Wednesday. Saludos a todos los católicos out there. Um, we got our ashes today, and we're ready to give up some stuff for Lent. Miguel, what are you giving up for Lent? Um, well, I'm just giving up sodas and beer and stuff. Yeah, so I think uh, like that. I'm trying to. I'm trying to watch my my intake of nasty foods. Trying to watch your figure. Yeah, that too. Yeah, no, I uh, I'm actually giving up the same as well. I'm giving up sweet drinks like sweet tea and soda and stuff like that, and that's gonna be hard. I love my sweet tea, but uh, what do you call it? Yeah, I'm going to give up. I love Texas. Yeah, exactly, dude. Uh, I'm going to miss that. But, I mean, it is for 40 days, and it's to better me as well. You know, I got to get gotta get fit. I got to get swole. I got to get healthy. Well, now we have excuses to go to El Bucanero on Fridays. Oh, yes, exactly. Because we can't eat meat on Fridays. Yeah, for those of you who don't know, El, El Bucanero is a uh, <clears throat> a really good marisco's restaurant out in San Antonio. You've mentioned it on every single episode of this have podcast. Have we? You have. Oh. oh. I don't know if I have, but I know I think, you I have I think we sure. talked about it multiple times, but it's because it's a super cool place. But Ernesto, what are you giving up for Lent? Yeah, I mean, I'm giving up junk food. Junk food? Yeah. yeah. Simple. Fast food, yeah. I think uh, all of us, we all have a, a mutual, uh, what do you call it? a mutual agreement to try to get fit. Uh, Miguel, he got a scale at his house, so every time we go over, we, uh, we weigh ourselves just to kind of see where we're at and see if we can lose some weight but we have a special guest here in the studio today Josiah Noriega he's back with us again uh Josiah uh saludos and when what are you gonna are you gonna give up anything for Lent or do you celebrate Lent I am <laughs> I'm probably one of those rare people that you meet who is not Catholic so no I do not do the whole Lent thing I'm actually Baptist which we talk about Lent but we actually don't act on it hallelujah <laughs> yeah well <laughs> yeah but saludos to him. Uh, yeah, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, this was cool. We uh we got a good episode for y'all today. Um, Miguel will tell you all about it. Yeah, well today we want to kind of we want to talk about um, the struggles of of running a mariachi band, and also uh, maybe we can talk about the benefits of also playing in a mariachi band because yeah, there's like there's there's some benefits to it as well. Yeah, well, there's always going to be de- benefits. And, and then next time maybe we can talk about the negatives or some of the things that <laughs> you don't really yeah. want to see, but you yeah. see them. But you have to. Yeah, exactly. You just well, you gotta, don't have to, but you just got to deal with it. But yeah. no, yeah, we're going to talk about um, as many of you charros know the saying "el caiman," uh, which is usually the. Um, <clears throat> is usually the director of a group but they always say he's the one that takes the most money so for example let's say you have a group of um you know uh four people and the kaiman charges them uh 450 he pays each person 100 bucks but he keeps that extra 50 for himself people are like oh it's the kaiman cut you know it's the the jefe cut just because you know he's the boss he wants to make more money but uh we were talking about earlier today and it's not always that case i mean yes obviously there are some people out there that are puro caiman así, you know, así bien gacho. Yeah, but um, there are some other ones out there that actually use that, you know, use that money for other stuff. For example, there's a couple of groups I know where they'll make that extra money, but the extra money will be used for moños, camisolas, you know, stuff to help improve the group, which I think is what a real group leader should do. 
I mean, yeah, they can make maybe make a little bit of a kickback as long as they pay all their chattels well. But there's just some like minor things that you know really go into it, like well, Munoz, for example. I don't, I don't mind if a director charges, you know, a lot of money as long as he pays me, you know, well. Mm -hmm. Then I don't really mind if he charges more and he gets paid more. You know what I'm saying? So if you're gonna pay me a hundred bucks and you're gonna keep an extra fifty, I don't mind because that's a good pay. Yeah, hundred bucks is pretty good. But if you're giving like, if you're getting like, the least. Well, yeah. Then that's then that's when you can be like, hey, that's that's not fair. You're paying yeah, like, me. Yeah, like the si like if you get paid sixty. Unless bucks. you're unless you're beginning or stuff like that. I mean, yeah, which makes sense. Or you uh, like messed up or super bad or something. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's that's another thing I wanted to talk about. Mm -hmm. I don't know if we want to bring it up here, but uh, you know, los marros. Like sometimes it's. Oh, yeah. It's. I think sometimes it's necessary when you're starting, but that's another topic for. Yeah, that, for another that's day. another topic for another day, and that'll be actually a fun topic to <clears throat> talk about. But yeah, for example. You know, myself, uh, I'm a director of a group, and the group is literally just us here. It's me, uh, Miguel, it's just and Ernesto, and we're just starting. Um, and it, it's called Mariachi del Rio. We're based out here in San Marcos, because obviously that's where we all live. But, you know, um, whenever we whenever we do get work, I charge just a little bit extra. But the reason why I charge that extra is because the actual things that go into being a group leader is much, much more than just picking up the phone and booking a gig. It's actually... You know, <clears throat> having to make a, a, a make a contract, send it out to clients, making sure that they get all that filled out before the date of the gig, making sure that you have the money set if they even pay with, for example, like a check. Like if they ever pay with a check, then, you know, you got to pay everyone evenly the day of stuff like that. You know, you got to it, it's a lot, you know, picking up the phone, every single phone call, you know, which can sometimes interrupt your daily life. You know, if you're just taking a, a break a Sunday afternoon or whatever it is, your phone could be blowing up for gigs you know the next weekend so it's a lot that really goes into it finding monos uh thank goodness my my grandmother she actually helped me make a set of monos back home uh, corbatinas and they're really nice and silver but uh you two guys every single time we go to the restaurant to go play they always get covered in salsa so that's another thing i gotta worry about is you know taking them home washing them and ironing them and making sure that they're ready for the next week and stuff like that so it's it's kind of like little little things that make i don't know that it, it makes being a mariachi player at a different level you know because i'm not only there with you guys playing the music and, and, and you know helping you, you have extra responsibilities yeah there's, it's extra responsibility yeah but i mean i'm not complaining i enjoy it it's cool you know you obviously you get to meet a lot of cool people for example we're getting ready to uh, actually play at a couple restaurants here in town and uh what do you got for cinco de mayo and today i went to go uh i guess canvas or campaign right um our mariachi group and uh the other managers are real cool people right um you know we we met with one of them and and uh it's just a lot it's just obviously it's a lot that goes into it <clears throat> well i've never been a real kaiman myself i've always been well i've helped out my dad so maybe a kaiman junior or something <laughs> uh, but yeah i mean I, i've seen the the struggles i've taken well when when i was living in Chicago, I took over some of the responsibilities. Like whenever somebody missed, I had to find a replacement, and that's always hard oh, yeah. uh, to do. Or sometimes, it's, if it's last minute, especially, you know, el guitarronero se borracho y no llegó a la chamba. Mm -hmm. So one of the things I started doing was learning the basics of those instruments. And whenever that happened, you know, I would try to cover mm -hmm. that missing element. Uh, but yeah, but finding people is always a challenge. 
promoting the band there was a time when we lost a lot of our members so i had to make a website and the the thing is that we get a bunch of emails and my mom's kind of like the manager of that because my dad doesn't really know technology so like her sunday uh her days off she's answering all of these emails and she gets hundreds sometimes a day uh, yeah. when when you did the the website was it like for people to join the group or just for gigs no it was for gigs like basically oh. an about us section and then some recordings uh some videos some professional pictures and that really helped the group out a lot but it was a lot of work on my part you know trying to get out all of that together and sometimes the members of the band no se prestan no se prestan para hacer esas cosas you know because yeah. they're like oh, I don't want to spend time on doing all that stuff they just want to show up to the gig play and, and get paid yeah but yeah. you know but there's a lot of stuff that goes into it I mean if you really want to sell the band mm -hmm. there's a lot of things that, that you gotta you gotta put if you want to get yeah, you gotta put in what you want to get out you, wanna, yeah, you gotta put in the work yeah like um, um, and when you said sorry when you said um, that you lost uh, members Uh, did you have to audition or just you just called people and be like it's hey. not it's not it's not like that I don't know if, about here but over no, there no. it's like you get what you can get and that's sí, sí. it you know no, and obviously obviously you try to get someone that knows what they're doing yeah and sometimes I would get people that didn't know what they're doing and Uh, I just wouldn't call them back, and I'd be like, you know what? Sorry, we're <laughs> we're yeah. looking for something else, pero yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure because some groups do auditioners or stuff like that. I just want to know. Pues allá, allá casi no se usa. So like, by word of mouth, they know that you're good or you're not good. Yeah, that's how it is yeah. in San Antonio and, and Austin too. You know, you get referred by a couple of people, and it's just all word of mouth. Over here, oh, or they use you for that one gig, and then that's like your audition. Yeah, yeah exactly. Pues sí. Jeez, si like, sabes uh -huh. repertorio, te van a decir, oh, pues quédate aquí. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like that's how I, I got into the group that I'm playing with right now. They um, they heard about me and um, what do you call? They asked me if I could, you know, go and play with them. For they a heard gig. about you and they still asked you to go. Yet, <laughs> 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 yet, very funny, Miguel. <laughs> no, um, they heard about me and and I mean the rest of his history. I play with them pretty consistently and it's it's fun. It's cool. Um, but yeah, it is a lot of extra work. Like well, 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 websites, well, well, for example. Websites are good for, um, I guess, like professional businesses. Like, let's say you're going to be hired by some company to play at their company party. No, oh, yeah. And like a website looks good to them. Social media is pretty good to the average, you know, the average person who wants to hire a mariachi for you know, the parent's birthday or whatever it is. Because, you know, they can just immediately see the videos on their social media apps. Compared to some older clients that we have, they just call the phone number. And sometimes, you know, they'll ask, can you send us a video? Send it to this thing or send it to this number right here and we'll just immediately send it right so you gotta i guess learn to be versatile on all these different platforms it's a really helpful tool to kind of know a little bit of how to work social media and websites because there's a lot of uh the old timers right that don't really know too much about that so they're missing out on a lot of gigs mm. and, and, but their work is just done by word of mouth you know word of mouth yeah. or business cards and mm -hmm. but that's, exactly. that's the old way the of doing traditional things. business have, card. They, have they ever invited you to like to um to record like a movie or something a movie i didn't do that but my dad and uh, the band mm -hmm. the family band in, in chicago they did uh the movie the jackal back in 1990 something by it's a movie with bruce willis and richard Gere. you guys probably don't even know who those guys are no nope. no you guys don't know who bruce willis is oh actually no i know who bruce willis what is. about richard Gere? I've never heard of that. Okay, well, <laughs> what's the, it called? The Jackal. The Jackal, the mariachi that comes out like for like two seconds mm -hmm. is my dad's uh, mariachi band, Mariachi Meca. That's cool. Uh, but yeah, but yeah, yeah. 
So, ¿qué más? Um, well, I mean, you just got to learn to be versatile and all that. And then you also have to learn how to talk to a client in the sense of, uh, what do you call it? Just adapting to your different clients that you'll get. Because obviously, you know, for some instances or some gigs, you'll get a professional client, which will be, Hi there, my name is so-and-so, and I'm from this, you know, business group. We would like to hire a group. What is your rate at the hour? Um, what is your rate at the hour? Do we have to sign a contract? And, you know, they're real formal about it. You know, okay, if you could please send us a detailed email with all this information, pictures of your group, photos, videos. And then there's other people who, for example, you know, you just meet them by word of mouth or whatever it is. Like today, for example, when I went to those restaurants, you know, they said, um, I introduced myself. I handed them a card and I said, you know, we're a local group. Um, <clears throat> we're promoting ourselves for Cinco de Mayo. Uh, if you guys are looking for a manager group, please feel free to reach out to us. And, you know, I'll be more than happy to uh, show you some videos right now. And sure enough, you know, they, they were really into it, you know, watching the videos. And then, you know, those are some more relaxed clients. But there's also the clients where you speak, you know, Spanish to them. And you got to kind of... La raza. Yeah, la raza. And you got to kind of assess, like, okay, these que quieren dos horas. They, they say that they want two hours, but they're not really being so sure around what time or what the date is. And a lot of it, too, one thing that sucks... But I don't want to say that it wastes my time, but one thing that sucks is when a client says, oh, yeah, we're really looking for mariachi, you know, and they give you an exact date and they give you an exact time. And then you tell them the rate and like, okay, we'll give you a call back later this week. And you never get a call back. It's not that it's a waste of time. It's just like it's kind of frustrating because it leaves me wondering because like, you know, like well, Cause, cause you, you can't book other gigs because you think. They're like, oh, they're, maybe they're going to call back. No, well, it's always first yeah, come, first Yeah, it's always first come, first serve. No, but I'm saying, you, you're, you're going to tell me that you don't do the same thing? Like, if you're going to purchase something and yeah. they give you a rate? Or yeah. if you're looking, I don't know, at something? Yeah, like, if, for example, if I go to the store and I'm thinking, you know, in my head, oh, and they're trying to sell shoes. you something, mm -hmm. and then you say, oh, you know what, I'm going to think about it, I'll be back. Yeah. Don't you do that? No, I've done that multiple okay, times. Okay, then? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, that's what I said. I'm not getting mad. I mean, I get it. Like, people do that. But, like... Working as you know, um, the 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 leader of a group or the director, you're, just, you're hoping that you yeah, you're just hoping it. so that way you can tell you know your guys, hey guys, look, I got some work this weekend. That's that's another thing that's really hard, trying to get the gigs for your band because you're afraid that uh, you're they, not, not providing. You. No, yeah, that they're gonna leave you or you're not providing enough work for them, and that's always a struggle too. You mm -hmm. know, you always need you need to have gigs, and it's just, it's it is a real struggle. Uh, coordinating and talking with clients, you know, as a as a musician, as just a, another member of the band, all you got to do is show up. Mm -hmm. All you got to do is show up. But you know, the el, uh, el band leader or el caiman has to get there early so they can talk to that client, so they can, and they have to make sure that they bring you monos. They have to, you know, all this well, those, stuff. Those that, are the good band leaders, but there's some bad ones out there too. Oh yeah, but those are the caimanes, caimanes, the ones that everyone calls them a caiman because they're an actual jerk. <laughs> I mean, I've had my first share of those, right? También existen esos de los que te gritan en la tocada. Oh. Ah, sí. Yeah, where they yell at you, you're playing a song, and then they're like, it's the Like from across the, from across the, I guess you say across the lane. Yeah, across the room. And it's like, geez, bro, like, sorry, I messed up one time on this song, you know? Really, really? Yeah. We're talking about you. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. I've had my fair share of where I will tell someone the music, right? But I think it's also because I get frustrated. Because, I mean, obviously, if I'm telling you the notes, I'm telling you the correct notes prior to when you're supposed to play them and you don't play it, it's kind of frustrating, right? But I've also had my fair share as well where they'll yell at me, right? Like, there's some instances where there was, like, one time where I... Um, 
or not, I don't want to say it like that, where, but one time in the song where I played like a wrong note and a guitar player was yelling at me from across the room, hey, so, no, wait, he yelled something, I was like, bro, what the heck, like, it was just one, one note I messed up on and you couldn't really tell, but, I mean, obviously, oh, we all mess up, we all mess up, it is what it is, but moving past that, um, just trying to get into groups in general, especially ones with, with good directors is kind of hard. Because there's a variety of groups here in, you know, San Antonio, Austin, San Marcos even, um, where there's a director and they're a good person, but sometimes they just don't know how to run the group, which is, like, frustrating. Well, what are some of the things that they do that make you think that they don't know how to run a group? Well, it's, I'm not saying that they don't know how to run a group, but it's just some things that they can work on. Like, for example, when a, a group director invites you to a gig, and instead of telling you prior, hey, wear a red moño, they just, you know... They don't bring the monos. It's like you're there where everyone else is wearing a matching monio from their group, but you know you're sitting there with a red monio or one that kind of matches. But it, sometimes that looks bad, especially when you're taking photos like in weddings and stuff like that. Like I don't know, that looks bad. Well, um, there's a lot of people that do that. I, mean, I know there's a lot of groups that sometimes they're all of them have like different trajes on and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, and it's, and it's something that I think uh, in general mariachis need to work on to. Yeah. Try to their look presence. more professional. Yes. And, yeah. Because uh, there's some charros that I know that they're they're tracking. They haven't watched it, watched it since the day they got it back in the freaking seventies or whatever, right? Ooh, Coca Cola. You're lucky you get a drink soda. Um, what do you call it? Este. No, but those modos. We're it's not like, sponsored by Coke. <laughs> <laughs> it's just. It, I don't know. It's kind of frustrating, right? Because, like, you want your group to look good. So that's why whenever, you know, we have an event or when we go play, you know, talon, whatever it is, I always make sure to bring everyone monos. They're nice. They're clean. They're ironed. You know, I try to make sure that when I when we put them on, they look nice. You know, one of them, las orejas, they're not all uneven and stuff like that. It's just minor things like that. And especially there's mariachis that have trajes with their galas falling off. And Well, that's why I have you do my moño because I don't I want you to yell at me. Oh my god! I'm not gonna yell at you, dude. Whoa. Just put it on right next time. Okay. Well, that's <laughs> well remember last time you yelled at me? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not mean like that. So let, let's talk about. Uh, so we talked about you know all the the challenges that come with uh, being a mariachi leader or as some like to call yeah. call it caiman. Um, Mm-hmm. What are some benefits of being a mariachi? Do you guys can you guys think of anything? Some benefits of being a, a mariachi. Well, I would say some benefits of being a mariachi director is you meet some really really cool people. Well, not just director, a mariachi in general. Like going out there and gigging. Like like okay. Um, well, I guess same thing as Rudy said. You meet people. Yeah, but, you, uh, you meet people, um, and sometimes that can that can help you out in other you get, things. You, get, you meet owners like business owners. Yeah. Um, if you need something for your car, maybe you met someone that owns uh, a car parts store or something. Like, for example, one of the groups that I play with, their uh, director, or the director of the group, <laughs> on one side of his business card is the mariachi. On the other side is lawnmower and small motor repair. <laughs> so in the event I ever have an issue with a, a go-kart or, you know, a lawnmower, I know I could just take it to him. Wait, you know? so- is this someone that he teamed up with, or he does both? No, things? he does both things. Oh, yeah, mariachi and lawnmower and small motor repair are his full time job. When you need, <laughs> when you need to cut the grass at 
in the morning and then I'm gonna get you by night. No, 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 he's, no, he's very adamant. He does not cut grass. So what we'll do is like a joke is that we'll go on our phone and we'll, you know, do the star, what is it, star 67 or whatever. We'll call him from a private number or random phone numbers and we'll say, hi there, you know, we just got your card, you want to see um, how much is it for you to cut our grass? And he goes, I don't cut lawns. And he says it all funny because he's got an accent, right? <clears throat> but it's just it's just funny because well, now, he's very now adamant he's, about that. Now he's going to know who's prank calling him because well, yeah. you're putting it out there for everybody to see. Yeah. And I will not delete Wait, this. Wait, so what does he, what does he cut? cut? He doesn't cut lawns. He works, he, he works on small motors and motor oh. repair. So, like, you know the <laughs> motor of your what? lawnmower? I get it. But man. he says there's Sorry. a lot of business in that. So I respect that. But there's other, you know, mariachis where they're mechanics think, or they're, you know. Wait, I think we're deviating from what I said. I was saying that you meet business owners, oh, yeah. not that you're a business owner yourself. Oh no, yeah, you meet, yeah, you meet a lot of cool people. Like for example, Miguel and I were able to meet the manager of a restaurant here in um, here in San Marcos today when we were promoting our group, and that was really cool. He's a really really nice guy, and uh, what do you call it? He's a he's just a cool guy, and you meet cool people too. Like you know, he had said but that that can, that can maybe help you out in the future or something. Oh yeah, so, exactly. Or that can lead you to other mm-hmm. potential clients. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's basic networking, you could say, you know, like, for example, um, we played at an event and uh, <clears throat> it was for these really, really rich people. And this one guy had come up to us and he says, hey, I really, really like your group. How much would you guys charge to for me if I could fly you guys out to it's like Oklahoma or something like that or somewhere? I forgot where. No, didn't you say Atlanta or something? Was it wasn't Atlanta? No, or Arizona, Georgia. Nah, I no, <laughs> no, I forgot. But it was some state a little bit up north, Montana or something, something like that. Nah, I I, f- I forgot. But he had said, you know, how much would it cost? And then uh, we just kind of were messing around. We threw like a a price out there, right? And he goes, okay, that's no problem. And then we turns out that we talked to one of his friends, and the guy actually owns a gold mine, like a literal gold mine, out in one of these northern states. And this guy, según que tiene un montón de dinero. No, I thought that you should have asked for more money. <laughs> No, but like we looked up the guy because he gave me and a card. They, and and did sure he hire enough, you guys? Um, he he was thinking about it for next year, uh-huh. in 2023, allegedly, right? But see, that's another thing too. Is like that he said, "Oh yeah, we're looking for a mariachi," and you know, God knows what year, year, you know, ten thousand years later from now, right? And then they really don't go. I haven't through with it. Dude, there's mariachis all over the place. Yeah. Why are they gonna fly you off from Texas? Oh, that's a great question. Unless, unless you're like. I don't know, Los Camperos or yeah. Sol de Mexico or something. Or but friends I, with them. I still haven't. I've had so many people say, hey, I want to fly you out. But they never yeah, do and it. And they never they do never it. They never do it. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying, bro. Um, it's because if you think about it, who's going to fly out mariachis? Like, really? Yeah. I don't know, unless they think you're cute or something. <laughs> or you're friends with them. Yeah. Or family. Yeah. I don't know. But then again, I don't know. This guy, you know, he could have just been BSing me, but it is what it is. Either way, you meet some really cool people. I mean, I'm trying to think, who have I met? I met a guy who owns um, an oil field out here, or multiple people who own oil fields. We're talking about cool people, though. Yeah, yeah. dude. <laughs> In Texas, if you have an oil field, you're freaking rich. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. Uh, right now, the price for crude oil is like $98 or something like that for, I forgot what the amount is. But if you own oil here in Texas, you I mean, you're super rich. But I think... Um, Another thing that's pretty cool with mariachi is just the experiences you have with the with the group with your friends. Yeah. I mean, it depends on like the mariachi, because sometimes there's some mariachis that it's like stressful to play with them. I like here because they're in, super strict. Here in Texas, like oh, yeah. I've been driving myself to all the gigs, but uh, in, in Chicago, we uh, we ride in the van 
and it's just always hilarious like the things that we see the pranks the stories uh stopping at the gas station you know those are the the cool oh that's so fun man (laughs) it's it's an adventure it's a road trip you know i'm just being sarcastic well yeah no it is i know i I can tell it it is fun what do you call it going to the going to the gas station for example in our group (laughs) we pulled a prank on our head because we all went in one car one day and um we parked at one the what do you call it? it was at bucky's and we parked at one side of the gas station and for those of you who don't know what Bucky's is, it's a massive gas station here in, here in New Braunfels. But uh, we parked on one side, and the guy got out to go pay for gas, el, el jefe. We moved the car to the other side of the parking lot, which is like, what, 30, 40 pumps down? Uh, like, down onto the, the other side. He comes out, and we see him walking out, and we see him looking around. And then we honk the car, and he's like, no, why did you guys move? We're like, we didn't move. We've been here the whole time. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> you like you could see him the whole, like, the rest of the ride to the gig. He was like, he was just so lost. Like, how could he have, you know? And we were making him believe it. It was funny as heck. But, I mean, there's, like, stuff like that is just little, little memories, little things that, you know, you just think about time to time. I'm trying to think of like dead air. Well, there's <laughs> no, there's of cool things I've done or like I don't know, man. No, there's, there's just there's a lot of there's a lot what of about, no, well, what some about, things you can like you can't like actually like say like what about like visiting places, mm. you know, like places you probably wouldn't have visited if it weren't for mariachi, you know? Oh yeah, like uh, there's a, a luxury luxury venue out in San Antonio called the Pearl, and super super nice place. It's a hotel and stuff like that. And I played with a group out there. That was really cool. I mean, super, super nice. Um, I don't know, just like experiencing cool venues and stuff like that. Um, like going out to ranches here in San Antonio. Um, I actually had one gig, which was really, really cool. It was at a Longhorn auction. And uh, it was out in the back roads here. I guess I in your And it was as soon as you pulled up to the property, there was just Longhorns everywhere. Like the, the cattle just walking around and they would walk up to your car and you just see them kind of dodging, um, bumping their head because they're super, you know, their horns are super big and they're real heavy. And that was so cool. We were playing and, you know, we'd do a song and then the auctioneer would bring up the next, next, uh, what do you call it? The next, um, the head, next head of cattle. I don't know. It was just a cool experience. That's your best experience? Well, I mean, I love animals and longhorns are well, like my favorite animals. Like, okay, like for example, I played for the Cubs. Oh, Bulls, okay. I played. I played at the 49ers Levi Stadium. Well, that's what I'm talking about. Those kinds of things. Oh yeah. Who cares, okay. a, bunch, who cares about a bunch of Longhorns? It, it was cool though. <laughs> like I took a picture with one, and like right on the side. It, I don't know. It was just cool. It was a cool experience. I'll say that. But no, yeah, I played the uh, Levi Stadium um, in California. Um, I played at the Earthquakes Avaya Stadium, San Jose Earthquakes, the soccer soccer team. I don't know who they are. Yeah, they're not that big. Well, but it was a game of <laughs> Las Monarcas de Morelia versus Los Cholos de Tijuana. Nice. Um, we played for them. Well, I know that, Ernesto, you went to uh, Michigan, right? In oh, yeah, Michigan? we went to Ann Arbor, Michigan. Uh, you, you you played with Mariachi Vargas? Yeah, we opened up the concert. Um, um, I don't remember the name of the theater, but it's right there with uh, the well, University of Michigan. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to say. And it was great. Um we went to some schools. Uh, we performed for elementaries and middle schools, I think, from the area. And it was like some for some of them, it was like the first time like seeing a mariachi, like like um, like a student mariachi, you know. Uh, and in turn, the kids were crazy. And in turn, 
Ernesto got to see snow for the first time. Well, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right? true. That was my first time I saw snow. <laughs> that was crazy. But it was a lot of snow, not, not, the, yeah, yeah, not yeah. the snow you guys get Yeah, because here. here, like, I've seen, like, ice, but like, that's it. And where there is, like, the actual, like, you would, you, you could, step on the snow and, like, you, you go down. Up. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. We had a snowball, snowball fight and everything. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's pretty cool. It would, uh, the food was trash, though. Wait, wait who did oh. <laughs> Well, you were in Michigan. That's why. Uh, wait, but the, who are you telling me that you, you played with some some famous guys, no? Grupo Pesado or something like that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we played uh, with a mariachi called Mariachi Real del Valle. They're from the Valley. Um, and they invited me to just to go, like, play uh, some shows with Grupo Pesado here in Texas in San Antonio, Houston, and I think it was Waco. Um, yeah, and it was pretty cool. The, the crowds, the crowd goes crazy whenever they see a mariachi and Norteño yeah. together. So, <laughs> what's the coolest thing you guys like? For me, I think Lollapalooza. Uh, those of you that don't know what Lollapalooza is, what is Lollapalooza? What, how, Lollapalooza it's just it's, like a big. Uh, it's a festival. Is it a, a festival? big music, it's a music festival? festival yeah. They, well, I played at ACL, but the funny thing is, I didn't know I played at ACL. But but you weren't. <laughs> but you weren't on a stage. Yeah, we weren't on stage. I was we on stage with. Uh, but no, yeah, you weren't on the main stage. Yeah, you weren't on the no, main yeah. stage. I get came out. Get I came man. out in the MTV video and everything. That you know, that's 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 now that's freaking cool. Oh, no, that, um, that and uh, Culver's commercial, the Culver's. Oh, the you guys have Culver's now in Texas. I don't know what that is. Well, but, go yeah. to Culver's. It's pretty good. Try it out. All right. Well, um, no, my freshman year I had moved out here, and mind you, you know I didn't know much about Austin or, or you know city nearby anything. <clears throat> But I was asked to go play at a gig, and it was at a festival uh, called ACL Austin City Limits, which is a huge festival here in Texas, out in Austin. It's super, super cool. Um, but when I had gone to play, we were playing in one of the tents where all, like, the, I guess the celebrities would go to eat and stuff like that. So we played in that tent, which was cool. But, I mean, obviously I don't know any artists like that. I don't listen to music like that. Um, or the music that's performed there. I think one of the coolest things for me was, like, uh it was during COVID. One of our videos that we made online mm -hmm. went viral. <laughs> it went viral, and then uh, we got invited to make an appearance on the um, Kelly Clark Clarkson uh, show. You did. Yeah. You never told me that. That's yeah. awesome. I mean, we didn't make an appearance. Like we, the video came out, and my, my director was uh, interviewed and everything. Oh, so you didn't get to go? No, because it was online. Oh, that uh, sucks. but yeah, but we. I mean, but if it wasn't because of COVID, we would have never gone to the Kelly show. Yeah. The Kelly show. Yeah, the because Kelly it was because of COVID you guys made that video. Yeah. Yeah, I remember when during COVID happened, everyone was making those group collaboration videos. Texas State, we did a couple of those as well. The we were the team. first ones, man. And we were the ones that went to go viral. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there's just a lot of cool experiences. And there's some that they're just not coming to mind right now. But, but nothing beats the free drinks and the free food Oh yeah, at the gigs. Free <laughs> food? I've had some of the best food ever at gigs. I hardly even eat at the gigs, to be honest. Really? I don't know. I'm just like, I'm not in the mood when, oh, I'm, in, you know, when I'm working sorry. and stuff. Like, mm -hmm. you get your turn right now. <laughs> uh, no, when, when I'm gigging and stuff, it's like, I don't know. I feel like I'm a different person. I'm very passionate about you know, the food that they give us at gigs. For example... Um, Birria is one of my uh, my favorite foods, um, and a lot of parties, obviously, because it's a food that's easy to make for a large amount of people, uh, they always give that out. I don't know. There's just some parties that I've been to which has some of the best food, some of the best mole, you know, tamales, whatever it may be. Um, mole, mole. It's so good, dude. Or um, It's funny because I normally hate pozole, 
but I hate it because of the hominy. But I went to a gig and they hominy gave us pozole. Is delicious, bro. I hate hominy, dude. I love it. Well, I went to a gig and they gave us pozole. That was the only thing to eat. I was starving. And I ate it. And I don't know if it was just because I was starving that it was good. Or it was just genuinely, it genuinely tasted good. But all in all, the food that I, I, I love when they give us food. <laughs> Damn, Jose Hernandez is he's at the valley right now. Oh, Jose Hernandez. Uh, Wait, finish your, your oh, thought before uh, before you forget about it. My favorite, I think it was my favorite performance of all. It was also like one of my last ones before COVID hit, with the school at least. Uh, we you got to play, well you know I'm from Roma and there's a, it's a border town, so there's a, a bridge, a national bridge, crossing from Mexico to Roma, and we got to play for the anniversary of the bridge, huh. of the old bridge. There's two bridges, the one that's uh, I guess cement. I don't know, okay. <laughs> and the other ones like one of those uh, that Made are out of wood. No, not not wood, but están colgados, colgados con a rope bridge. Yeah, I guess con alambres. Oh, okay, yeah. So es un puente, puente colgante. Uh, I don't know how many years it was uh, since it's, it's still there, but it's a, it's gonna fall someday, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we played, and the mayor of Roma was there, and and the and the presidente de, de Miguel Alemán, which is a uh, the town, mm -hmm. the border town next to Roma. Um, they were all there, and it was it was cool, like just to play for them. That is pretty cool, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. Think for Texas State. <laughs> and it was a nice view as well. Oh yeah, I would imagine. I'm trying to think if for Texas State, if we did anything cool like that, where like during my time in MNG and MLO. Not that I recall. Well, you guys played for Amazon, you said. Oh yeah, uh, MLO. We played for Amazon at the Amazon distribution center. That was really really cool. Uh, we also played for another man, uh, Senor Rust, who is actually uh, a huge scholarship donor um, to the Texas State Latin Music Studies. We went out to his private ranch and prayed in his, uh, or we played in his private um, church that he had. Played and prayed. Yeah, no, really, yeah. Played and prayed, and he had he had this own private chapel on his property, and we played in there, and that was really really cool. Yeah, I got to I went I got to go to a ranch as well mm -hmm. there in the valley, where. It was so fun because it was like super far away from our hometown and they let us ride their their motorcycles mm. and, and mulas, mm -hmm. what they call them. They're like the golf carts, but better. <laughs> um, like a Can-Am. Yeah, mm -hmm. like one of those. And then we just went around. The ranch was huge. Mm -hmm. It was crazy. Um, yeah. One of the things I'm looking forward to, hopefully it, it happens while I'm here mm -hmm. with you guys at MNG. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> well, Rudy's graduating already. Yeah. But... Um, one of the things that I hope that I get to experience is the competitions or one yeah. of the, uh, what are they called? The uh, conferences. Oh. Yeah. One of the conferences or something, I think that would be really awesome to do. I haven't done any of those things in high school like Ernesto did, but it would be cool to do it in, in college at least. <laughs> Dang, I just realized that my entire time here, we never did a competition or anything like that. Well, you guys sucked. Bad. Uh. I'm kidding, man. I'm kidding. You can cut that out. Um... All right, yeah, friends, I mean, if you don't hear about Ernest on the next <laughs> podcast, you know why. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I definitely want to, like, I want to experience that with you, man. Because mm -hmm. uh, it's nerve-wracking, like, being there backstage and uh, and then, like, the crowd. Like, you're never, you're never going to see a crowd like this, this pumped for mariachi, bro. Like, oh, it, yeah. these competitions, they go wild. They're all parents and they're all families, all students. and What a dream come true, playing yeah, for parents. Yeah, bro. <laughs> Right? I mean, no, but uh, no, no, but I, 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 get, I get what you're saying. I, I really do want to do that though. But it's funny because I, I, I watch awesome. I watch some of those videos of the competitions, right? And I always hear it's I feel like it's the same girls that go to every single <laughs> concert, dude. And whenever some guy walks into the stage that sings a song, they go, ah! 
you know, all crazy and they're yelling and yelling and yelling. Mm -hmm. And it's like the same yell every single time. Yeah, and sometimes those videos, which are like recorded on phones, mm -hmm. like it catches more of the, more like the screams than the actual performance. Yeah. It's just, yeah, to, to experience a, a competition, yeah, I know that that definitely is cool. But I, I also kind of don't feel like a competition scene is for me. I like, you know. You I get like, stressed out? No, it's not that I get stressed out. I like doing like smaller concerts and like backyard gigs and stuff like that. I don't know. That To me, that's what I like to do. But I think it's because it's a smaller crowd that I can work with and like kind of juggle with their emotions in the sense where like yeah, i can sing a uh, you know a sad song and you can see the emotion that it puts on the people compared to singing a sad song in a concert setting you don't see the emotion really because you get that big old spotlight in your face um but i don't know i think it's I, I like performing to a smaller group of people but that's just my preference yeah um, no but it's still i like to do a little bit of everything so mm -hmm. i think i think it would be cool yeah, so It'd be an I, experience. I hope Guzman's listening to this. <laughs> I'm sure he will. I'm sure he will. So that uh, so that we can go and compete. Well, I don't know. It depends how we sound, mm -hmm. right? Depends on how we sound next year, next well, semester. We'll see. We'll see. Well, you guys got to let me know. But when you guys have your shows. Can we don't, come if, visit? Yeah, if we don't go and compete, I mean, we can still go and watch it. Oh yeah, the groups and stuff. I don't know. But go to the concert at least. That. You can go to a concert. If, if Miguel is there for the weekend, if he's not back at home in Chicago. I know. Yeah. Well, I, I try to go back whenever I can. I've said this in every podcast, man. Yeah. All right. I try to go back as, as, as much as I can. I think we need we need to bring a guest on. I keep saying that we're going to bring yeah. a guest, and we don't have... So who... I have a couple I have a couple guests in mind right now. Um, even if we have them only for a little bit, you know, just to tell us a little, little story or, or whatever it may be, I think it'd be good to have a guest. So... Next week, y'all keep your ears peeled. We have a special guest next week, and uh, we're excited. Wait, to... we're doing these weekly now. Ah, uh, we have we have been doing them weekly. No, now. we haven't. <laughs> We've been doing them like just every every bi -weekly. two months, just for the next episode. <laughs> for the next Expect episode, when our, we're yeah, for the next okay? episode. we can't do this every week. Yeah, Expect we someone. apologize. Our episodes can't be consistent, but <laughs> we are trying. We are trying. And expect this. someone you know or you might know, you or you know. might not know. So yeah. the, the important question: When you leave uh, for the police academy, mm -hmm. um, are we going to replace you on the podcast? Yes. <laughs> oh, was quick to answer. I'm kidding, man. That was very fast. That kind of hurt my feelings. No, you better come out here and still do the podcast. We gotta create the Instagram page so I that people well, can, if, can can. If we're gonna well, if all goes well with the the current academy I'm planning for, I won't be able to do anything during the week. Oh, well, hopefully, well, it goes we'll, well we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We'll we figure it out. We need to make an Instagram page. Yes, so that people can tell us like. What they want to hear, if yeah. we sound like garbage, and or... then we can make it like yeah, give us feedback. We can make like one of those questionnaires where they they put stuff and we can talk about their, yeah. their experiences as well. We can ask questions. Yeah, I think I think to be anonymous. That'll be our. I think yeah, I think that'll be our our mission in between now and the next episode, is that we'll have a special guest and we'll actually work on a social media page. Yeah. Yep, yep. All right. Well, that's your homework, guys. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, you do it. You're the episode. one that doesn't have Instagram, man. Well, that's why. This could be your Instagram page. No, no, I don't want this to be my Instagram page. Mm. What is even Instagram? I'm gonna look it up tonight. Tell me you had my. Tell me you had. Tell me you had MySpace without having a MySpace. Or tell me you had a MySpace without telling me you had a MySpace. All right. So hopefully next week we'll have a guest for you guys. We'll have the Instagram stuff set up. 
Oh, I don't know if it's going to be next week. We're college students. We don't know when next time's going to be. But next time, we'll try to have the guests for you, the Instagram set up, the Facebook set up, whatever it is that we have to do to try to get this podcast to more people, to reach more people. Um, but I think we're just going to end it there because I think we ran out of stuff to talk about for today. So, uh, yeah. And also, we don't want to go over some go time over. here. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see you guys in the next one. I am Miguel Cervantes. Ernesto Saldaña. And I am Rodolfo Vega. And we want to thank you very much for listening to another episode of El Callejón Mariachero. Hasta luego.